Fresno, Baywood, and all the ships at sea. This is Jonathan Keller from California Family Council. Happy to be with you on this fine Monday, the 16th of September. It is a actually nice day in Fresno, at least. Uh, it was hot over the weekend, just in time for my son's birthday party. Um, and unfortunately, it was, you know, mid-triple digits, you know, 102, 103, not awful, but hot. And then uh, after that, we are experiencing a nice cool down. So, hey, you know what? I'm not going to complain. It was hot outside, but uh, anytime you can drive into work with the windows down is a good day in my book. Uh, you don't have to be blasting the air conditioner. Um, first thing in the morning is very nice. So we have a lot to talk about and a short window of time to do it. So I'm going to get right down to it. This is the end of the legislative session, California's crazy 2019 legislative session. Now, we're still waiting on final results from Governor Newsom. But I can tell you already some of the bills that have passed are really just kind of bonkers. Um, some of you may have heard in the mainstream media about SB1, the bill that was going to put crazy new environmental regulations back on California. This was actually a direct assault on what the federal administration was trying to do to provide relief, especially to farmers here in Central California. Um, and it sounds like Governor Newsom is actually going to veto that bill. And I say, good on you, Governor Newsom. Thank you for doing that. Uh, thank you for bucking the party uh, bosses in Sacramento for the Democrats and for listening to some of the conservatives and realizing that reflexively trying to attack something just because it is done by the Trump administration is not a good strategy. And that it is sometimes actually we can look at policies on the merits. We don't have to only vote for them or oppose them purely on the basis of party affiliation. So thank you, Governor Newsom. Now, what I hope is that Governor Newsom is going to take that same level of care and concern when it comes to SB 24, which is the chemical abortion drug bill that mandates abortion pills on all college and university campuses, CSU and UCs. Uh, the concern there is that it did pass kind of in the waning moments of the, the session. State Senator Connie Leva was able to force it through. And now it is going to go on to Governor Newsom's desk. And at the time that we are recording this on Monday morning, it has not yet been signed. Um, and we're hoping somehow that Governor Newsom will pay attention and he will listen and realize that Governor Brown vetoed the bill last year. There were very good reasons why anybody who is looking at this could veto it. Governor Brown would not be in any means considered a pro-life Republican. He was a very pro-choice Democrat. He signed lots of other pro-abortion bills. But this, this legislation is just dangerous, and it goes way too far, even for the state of California, and we hope he vetoes it. So we can talk about that more, and I'm sure we will dissect these bills and this legislation further as we get more into the uh, kind of the off-season Governor Newsom now basically has one month to decide whether he is going to sign or veto all these final bills. And I'm sure that we're going to unearth crazy amendments that were made at the last minute, crazy changes that happened to get people to vote for certain things. And 
even though we're only mentioning a few of these bills today, I'm sure this is going to be an ongoing discussion. But I wanted to play for you today a couple of extended clips from the debate on the Senate, because this is something we do know the final on. The debate on the Senate from ACR 99. And earlier this year, we've told you actually a lot about this bill that would cause, uh, it, it is a resolution, I should clarify. It is a concurrent resolution. It starts in the assembly. And it is something that we have a, uh, we have the legislators talking about it and the danger that it's eventually going to be for California. Um, I, I think it's going to be very, very important for us to, to take a little bit of time to really process through this. So we're, we're uh, going to play some extended clips from it in the next two segments. And I want to make sure that you all understand. You can go watch this entire video unedited. The entire video unedited and the entire video um, with just this section. You don't have to wade through hours of testimony. But it is uh, 15 minutes and 57 seconds. We won't we won't play that entire thing today. But I encourage you all to go online and watch it. You can go to our website, CaliforniaFamily.org. You can go to our YouTube channel. Just search for California Family Council on YouTube. And you can watch this video because I think it's important that you hear what your government is doing. And we're going to play some of that audio for all of you when we come back on Life, Family, Liberty. Welcome back to Life, Family, Liberty. Happy to be with you on this fine Monday morning. I must say I am a little bit relieved because the legislature is out of session. There are no more crazy bills or crazy late-minute, late-night amendments. Uh, I am grateful that we have a little bit of a respite, even though we're waiting to find out what Gavin Newsom is going to do on all these crazy bills. We at least have a little bit of a reprieve, and we can examine the wreckage from the craziness of the last nine months. Yes, for those of you who don't know, the California legislative session is one of the longest in the country. We have legislators that literally were sworn in in December of last year. The election happened in November, and four weeks later, they are in Sacramento taking the oath of office and beginning to make our lives difficult. And I, I say that somewhat tongue-in-cheek. I realize we have a lot of great legislators. There are a lot of great Democrats and Republicans that really do serve for the right reasons. Here in the Central Valley, I know that Jim Patterson uh, is a great legislator. I had the chance to say hello to Andreas Borges when I was in Sacramento a few weeks ago. A great legislator. Um, I, I've even had some good friendly conversations with some of our Democrat friends on, on this specific issue that I'm about to tell you about, ACR 99. I shook the hand of the author, Assemblyman Evan Lowe, and I said, look, I, I know we disagree on this issue. I, I think this is wrong, and we're, we sadly have to oppose you on this, but I wanted to say thank you for at least believing and trying to step up and serve the community for engaging in civic service, servant leadership. And he shook my hand and he said, hey, you know what? I don't always agree with my grandma, but I love her anyway. And I said, hey, that's that's a good place to be. And I, I hope we can I hope we can uh, build a friendship and and hopefully change each other's minds on some things. So that said, I wanted to play for you some of the audio from this resolution. And I'm going to play both the Republican counter arguments, but I really want to play at least the opening argument from the Democrats 
so that you understand how this is being framed and why we at California Family Council are so concerned about it from a a legislative perspective, but a religious freedom perspective. So this is the start. This is a Senator Umberg, who is from the Santa Ana area, and he is introducing the resolution from Assemblyman Evan Lowe. Floor is yours. Thank you, Mr. President and colleagues. Um, I rise here today to present Assembly Concurrent Resolution 99, written by Assemblymember Lowe and other LGBTQ advocates, as well as evangelical Christian leaders. This measure concerns conversion therapy. Conversion therapy is a discredited and, in har and a harmful uh, both method and theory of trying to convert one's gender identity or sexual orientation. Uh, it's been discredited by a number of both psychologists and psychological associations. Each of us comes to this chamber, each of us comes to the legislature with our own personal experiences. We can't divorce ourselves from those personal experiences irrespective of how anecdotal they may be. And so I bring my own personal experience. I bring the personal experience of my family and what conversion therapy did to one of my relatives, my brother-in-law, the harm it caused him, my late brother-in-law, and the harm that it caused our family. By trying to shame him, by trying to create some sort of behavioral mechanism, to change his sexual orientation, it created tremendous depression, debilitation, and discord in the family. This resolution is a simple resolution. It doesn't dictate that anybody do anything in particular, but what it does is it highlights the harm that can be caused by conversion therapy and highlights the fact that we all have a responsibility to protect the residents of California, the citizens of California, and what this does in real time to not just members of the LGBTQ community, but to all of us. Um, I urge and I vote. Okay, so I, I let that play uninterrupted because I just wanted to let everybody understand the way this is being framed by leaders in Sacramento. Um, they are talking about the fact that some people in the past have had bad experiences with what they are terming what is so-called conversion therapy, quote-unquote. I want to clarify that at California Family Council, everybody that we have worked with, all of the um, religious liberty advocates, all the churches, all of the ministries, all of the psychiatrists and psychologists, none of them practice what is called conversion therapy, and I'm using scare quotes here. Conversion therapy is a made-up term that does not actually exist. It is a scare term, uh, and it is something that is being trying to... It, it, it's, it's being conflated with things like electroshock therapy and ice baths and straitjackets and all sorts of things out of a, uh, a psychological horror movie. And that is not what anybody that I have ever worked with or spoken with has ever uh, done or has ever participated in or heard of. It's something that's completely beyond the pale. And I think that if Assemblyman Lowe would have put forth a bill that would have just straightforwardly said, we renounce and condemn all aversive techniques and methods, uh, that would have been one thing. But if you notice, Senator Umberg said something very important. He said this is a discre discredited method and theory. Well, 
now you're not just talking about the actual actions. You're saying that the very idea itself, that somebody who is struggling with unwanted same-sex attraction could not act on those attractions, could have those feelings minimized or reduced, that is a discredited theory. And that is just simply not true. I know too many men and women that have uh, successfully experienced change in their own lives. And th furthermore, the fact that this is oftentimes a religious debate and it has to do with faith, that is the problem here. You have legislators that are telling people of faith how they should act. And this is the response, uh, the initial response from the local senator for Fresno, uh, Senator Andreas Borges. Thank you, Senator. Senator Borges. This matter, thank you, Mr. President. Uh, this matter came before judiciary, and it was a very, uh, um, it was a very interesting debate. Um, I don't know much about conversion therapy, um, and I do have a lot of uh, friends who are members of the LGBTQ community, and they have very strong. Many of them have very strong feelings about this type of treatment. And uh, I'm going to take their word uh, that it has not been helpful, but I will just simply add a word of caution that even though this is just a resolution and it's not a substantive uh, piece of legislation, um, that we are treading into freedom of speech territory that I think should concern all of us. And when I say freedom of speech um, and freedom of religion, these are constitutionally protected uh, areas of our, um, of our country, that when an individual seeks therapy or guidance um, before a religious uh, leader or a member of a congregation, whether it be a mosque, a temple, or a church, uh, that that is in a private setting and that it is also voluntary. And lastly, the membership in that, uh, that congregation is not conditioned on the seeking uh, um, or imposition of that treatment. You can tell Assemblyman Borges did a great job on this. We'll finish his comments and play a little bit more of the debate on our last segment today of Life, Family, Liberty. to Life, Family, Liberty. I'm your host, Jonathan Keller. Hope you're doing well and enjoying the rest of your rest of your week. It's a little bit crazy uh, to think that it is already September. We're past Labor Day, and we're all the way into uh, the middle of September. So October is going to be right around the corner, and oh, man, just kind of hard to believe how fast time flies. Especially hard for me because my, my little guy, my son, just turned two years old on Saturday. And that was a lot of fun, but also, you know, a little, uh, little emotional. So um, I want to go ahead and go back and play a little bit more of the audio from this hearing. I want to play really just a couple of very quick uh, things. That I encourage you, again, to watch the entire hearing online. It's only about 16 minutes long. It's short. Um, and I could play the whole thing if we didn't have all the commercial breaks and everything else. But I encourage you all to listen to it. And I want to play again just from the start. Um, senator Andreas Borges. He's a new senator. He's from Fresno. And he had, I think, some very good comments 
on this. I, I want to play this and then give some comments and then play some other comments from Senator John Morlock. But here is Senator Andreas Borges talking about ACR 99, the resolution that uh, expresses disapproval of so-called conversion therapy. It's a very, uh, um, it was a very interesting debate. Um, I don't know much about conversion therapy. Um, and I do have a lot of uh, friends who are members of the LGBTQ community, and they have very strong, many of them have very strong feelings about this type of treatment. And uh, I'm going to take their word uh, that it has not been helpful, but I will just simply add a word of caution that even though this is just a resolution and it's not a substantive uh, piece of legislation, um, that we are treading into freedom of speech territory that I think should concern all of us. And when I say freedom of speech um, and freedom of religion, these are constitutionally protected uh, areas of our, um, of our country, that when an individual seeks therapy or guidance um, before a religious uh, leader or a member of a congregation, whether it be a mosque, a temple, or a church, uh, that that is in a private setting and that it is also voluntary. And lastly, the membership in that, uh, that congregation is not conditioned on the seeking uh, um, or imposition of that treatment. So I think within the context of its voluntary nature, its confidential nature, um, I think it's important that we remind ourselves that uh, we're dealing with, uh, with uh, the freedom of expression, freedom of religion, and to disallow or create the pathway where we tell individuals that they cannot say certain things should give us pause. And that's the only reason why um, we had such, uh, I think, uh, uh, strenuous debate in judiciary on this was primarily on First Amendment grounds. So that was a great statement from Senator Borges. And I want you to note something. Um, frankly, I, I think if... if uh, um, if, if I had my druthers, I would have loved for him to be a little bit more uh, forceful talking about conversion therapy being discredited and uh, being uh, not something that is even a, a real term. But I like the fact that he tried to reach across the aisle and build some common ground at the beginning of that answer. He essentially said, uh, you know, we're going to, uh, we're going to take uh, their word for it, the proponent's word that this is a problem. But even so, the fact that this is a confidential, personal, and in often cases, religious counseling procedure, the fact that we are telling people what they can and cannot say should give us pause. But that was a very gracious statement. I want you to hear the response now <laughs> from State Senator Scott Weiner from the San Francisco area. Uh, you can tell he was a little bit less charitable and much more aggressive in his feelings about conversion therapy. Thank you, uh, Mr. Uh, President. I rise as chair of the Legislative LGBTQ Caucus. Uh, this resolution is a priority uh, for our caucus. Uh, and you know, to, just to be very frank, uh, conversion therapy is psychological torture. Uh, it, is, uh, it, it has absolutely no legitimacy. There is no support for the notion uh, that someone can change uh, their sexual orientation. Uh, and there have been so many people um, who have been badly damaged uh, by these efforts, uh, which is why we banned conversion therapy for children. But even for adults, it is incredibly 
uh, damaging. We should not be condoning it. We should be uh, opposing it. And I will note that yet again recently, yet another leader in the conversion therapy movement acknowledged that guess what? He's a gay man. And we see this over and over again. LGBT people who, who start advocating for conversion therapy and then in the end acknowledge that it doesn't work and they're still LGBT. This is psychological torture. We need to reject this terrible thing. So again, the crazy thing to me about the way that Scott Weiner talks about quote unquote conversion therapy is that the bill that he is talking about or the resolution I should say does not define conversion therapy. It does not mention any specific type of practice or uh, procedure. It does not specifically explain what type of methods or uh, processes are opposed. And it especially doesn't, if you go and look at it, nowhere in the entire resolution are, as Scott Weiner mentioned, there, there are no psychologists mentioned. There are no psychiatrists mentioned. There is no medical process mentioned. The only groups that are singled out for conversion therapy, quote unquote, are churches and pastors and religious faith-based institutions. And that is why, again, I'm jumping around a little bit, but that is why Senator John Morlock had a very solid response and a very strong concern. This is what Senator Morlock said in response to Senator Weiner and several of the other people who spoke after him. Thank you, Mr. President. <clears throat> we were here last year on a similar subject, and just uh, <clears throat> recently the LA Times came out with an article, the headline said, sexuality is a complex mix. And so I believe in this area, we're talking perhaps about two different streams of counseling. Uh, I already mentioned last year some of the concerns that were raised that, that I, I, some of these counseling methods I do not uh, support at all, but we are talking about spiritual counseling. And so I believe the resolution is based on a false presumption that counseling someone regarding same-sex attraction cannot include discussions considered vaguely as conversion therapy. How can we foreclose on spiritual counseling when someone is on a journey and is honestly inquiring about wanting to change and wants professional assistance? It's a complex area, and I don't believe we should be impeding on a legitimate counseling business uh, as the right solution, and I will be voting in opposition to ACR 99. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you. Again, this is, I think, the key issue here. And unfortunately, it's something that legislators, especially the Democrat legislators, I wish I could say it was, it was more bipartisan, but the Democrat legislators especially, uh, seemed either not willing to acknowledge or just did not understand. Um, this resolution is condemning something that is completely um, nebulous and non uh defined and it is so nebulous and non-defined and it is such an imposition on the freedom of speech that the city of new york of all places city of new york passed a citywide ban on conversion therapy several years ago but guess what 
they've been sued by an Orthodox rabbi who shares with some of the people he counsels the need for, uh, who want to live out their faith. Uh, He's shared with them ways that they can align their behaviors and their feelings with their faith, which some people try to label conversion therapy. Well, guess what? The Alliance Defending Freedom and other organizations went forward and sued the city because they said this is a imposition on the freedom of speech. You are violating the religious freedom rights of this Jewish rabbi, not just a bunch of evangelicals from California or Oklahoma or Alabama. We're talking about a Jewish rabbi from the city of New York, from Manhattan. And the city council, in quoting a New York Times headline, headline, why the New York City Council made the painful decision to repeal its ban on conversion therapy. And I want to just, uh, I want to just point out, it says, I'm going to read you the first paragraph of this. The New York City Council on Thursday proposed repealing the city's ban on conversion therapy to thwart a potential Supreme Court battle that could set precedents that would complicate efforts to outlaw the discredited practice. Council Speaker Corey Johnson's bill comes in response to a legal challenge from the Alliance Defending Freedom, a conservative Christian organization that alleges the ban infringes upon freedom of speech and religion. The federal lawsuit filed in January targets the city's ordinance prohibiting people from charging others for conversion therapy, which includes any technique meant to change a person's sexual orientation or gender identity. So uh, the point that I wanted to make on this is that for the last year, Ever since AB 2943 was introduced last year, the legislators had said, this is a discredited practice. This is a, um, uh, it's an, it's a problem with, uh, torture, psychological torture, et cetera. But the reality is this is nothing of the sort. Legislatures should not be outlawing, outlawing freedom of speech. They should not be outlawing religious counseling between voluntary consenting participants that's all we're going to talk about today we'll have lots more on this hopefully more updates on the legislative session on the next episode of life family liberty